Welcome to Explore Europe, a podcast series for American military stationed in and around Germany. Each episode brings you travel tips and local secrets to help you get the most out of your time overseas. This episode is proudly sponsored by Used Car Guys. Pre-owned military car sales all over Germany and new car sales for stateside delivery when you PCS. Good cars from good guys. And now, introducing your hosts, Michelle Peirce and John Sweeney, who've been living in Germany and exploring Europe for over 15 years. So, where should we explore today? Well, there's only one way to find out. It's on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Explore Europe. I'm your host, Michelle Peirce. And I'm John Sweeney in Ramstein. Morning, John. How are you? All good here and yourself? I'm very good. I'm actually getting ready for two weeks away in Croatia. So I am on the wind down right now. Ah, you'll you'll have a good time there, I'm sure. Exactly. And I think that's probably going to be the focus of another episode because you've been to exactly the same spot, right? Exactly. So, yeah, we can talk about that one in the next few weeks, I'm sure. Absolutely. But that is not where we're going today. Where are we exploring today, John? I found a gem, an absolute gem. It's not far, and I can't believe it's taken me so long to get there. I visited about 18 years ago, and it sort of fell off the radar. Mm -hmm. And then my brother Tom and his fiancée Kim were visiting from New Zealand, and we wanted to go to a different town. So we went to Trier in Germany, but then we ended up going to Luxembourg City in Luxembourg. Okay, um, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Oh, it, it's yeah. So we went on New Year's Eve and we had to get back to Ramstein for a celebration. So we only had like a short space of time there, but we loved the buzz. Uh, we loved the feel of it. And then um, a couple of weeks ago, my daughter Chloe was visiting. And a good tip here for a lot of people um, when you're thinking about traveling anywhere, we automatically go to Frankfurt or automatically go to Frankfurt Hahn. Luxembourg City's got some great flights and very inexpensive as well. And Ryanair flies out of there, so there's good flights to Stansted if you want to go there. So that's a very good tip. But Great to know. A couple of weeks ago, Chloe was here, and we wanted to do somewhere else. She was flying out of Luxembourg. So we drove down to Luxembourg, just had another couple of hours, and we were just bowled away by just walking around how beautiful the place was. And we just sat down for a glass of wine and getting ready to get Chloe to the airport, which is literally 10 minutes from Luxembourg City. And it just had, if this makes any sense whatsoever, it had a real Mediterranean feel to the place. It felt like you were down in a Spain or an Italy or a Greece down by the sea, but there's obviously, it's landlocked, there's no sea, but it just had that type of feel. So, wow. yeah, it was, it was brilliant. So then Ramona and I decided to go back and uh, spend an afternoon, a night, and the next day there. Okay, so this is good for a day trip from Ramstein and and a weekend trip or what what would you recommend it's even better it's even better right it's from Ramstein <laughs> airbase it's 1 hour 15 minutes that's it no yeah and you're in another country let's just be clear luxembourg is its own country and you were visiting luxembourg city which is the capital of luxembourg correct it's its own country you okay this sounds weird it it is another country you, but you actually go there and you feel you're in a complete and utterly different area. Germany feels like it's a million miles away. And uh, wow. it's a little gem. You can do it on a day trip. You can overnight. But uh, I've, like you've just heard me say, I've been there for two or three hours and come back. It's so close. You can go there for dinner and come back. Wow. Okay. Well, I can't wait to get stuck into this one then. So very clearly you drove there because it's just up the road. Correct. I mean, you could even bike back. When we when I get back into the biking mode, I might even try that one day. But 
I'll interview you after that and see and see how saddlesore you are. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, an hour and fifteen minutes um, from from Ramson Air Base, so about two hours from Wiesbaden, uh, so it's not too far at all. Brilliant. And you said you overnighted, so you found some accommodation. Let me guess, John, you found your accommodation on Booking.com. There you go. How did you guess? <laughs> Yep, we found a parking by Ranson, very close to the railway station in the Gar, mm -hmm. the Gar area. Um, and at first you were thinking, oh, I'm going to be too far out. It's literally a five-minute walk to the city centre. Wow. Luxembourg is a very small country. It's on the, there's 194 countries in the world listed, mm -hmm. independent countries, and Luxembourg is the 179th largest country. So it's almost the smallest country in the world. Wow. So it's... Very, very small. The whole country has 600,000 people. Oh, my goodness. That's it. <laughs> there were small towns in the US with more people than that. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, with Luxembourg, it's a very rich, affluent country, um, especially okay. Luxembourg City. Um, they've reinvigorated themselves with the EU, with the financial systems, and it's one of those places that's got shopping galore just the first place other than Las Vegas where I've seen the, the Red Soul shoe shop. What's it, Christian Louboutin? Oh, yes, yes, Louboutin, yeah. the so, famous Red Souls. The Red Soul. So there's one of those shops there. There's Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Bentleys driving around. The country is very wealthy. So with it being a wealthy country, they've maintained the centre of Luxembourg immaculately. Okay, but that's now you're making me nervous. Does that mean it's an expensive city to visit? No, it's not. It's very similar to German prices. You might be paying a little bit more because it is a bit of a tax haven as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so you might be paying a little bit more, but not enough that we're going to notice coming from Germany. Okay. Coming straight from the States to Germany or to Luxembourg, you might think you're paying a little bit more. But if you're coming from Germany, it's very, very similar prices. Plus, if, if you're on the way out and gassing up, I know you, there's no SOs in Luxembourg, but they do have very cheap, inexpensive gas that a lot of the Germans are stopping on the border to fill up for. It's about 20 or 30 cents a litre less expensive. I actually knew somebody that lived very close by there that used to drive across the border to tank up their car with gas in Luxembourg to save the money. That's it. And they plopped to the gas station late at night coming back from the airport, and they've got piles and piles of bottles of water, bottles of beer, um, people buying wine cigarettes because it's a lot it's less expensive so ah. some things might be a bit more expensive some a little bit less okay got it so once you've driven to luxembourg it sounds like you basically park the car and just get out and about on foot into the city is that right yes definitely it's a very small city it's uh you can walk around it pretty quickly it's an old fortified city so it's got old ruins of the castle that you can get up and walk around and you can stand on the ruins. You can actually do a walk around the whole city and see all the ruins from there. And then you look down into the other parts of Luxembourg. Mm. But the, that, that area of the city centre was a fortified castle. Wow, fantastic. Sounds lovely. Um, and is it too small for one of our famous hop-on, hop-off buses? Yes, but <laughs> if, um, it's too small for that. But there is a, a small train that goes around as well. So you can pick up a small train. Great. Sounds good. So let's get stuck in. Tell us what you did in Luxembourg, other than shopping for very expensive red-soled shoes. No, no, I only seen the shop. Uh, my feet won't fit in those shoes, so uh, I gave them a miss. <laughs> um, so we just literally went walking around. The, yeah. you, you automatically come to the main square, which is, I'm going to say it wrong, Place Guilhem. And on there, you've got the tourist information as well. But all around there is where everything's built up. There's two or three marketplaces or pla uh, place, place, they call them there. 
and um, the tourist information's there. You can walk around. There's the castle ruins. The whole town is very old, regal. Um, it's got like a Regency-style buildings. It's got a very French flair to it. And right near the Mark Square, you've got the Grand Dussal Palace. And that's an old palace. It's all been renovated. It looks very new, very clean, very modern. And that's the home of the Grand Duke because the Grand Duke is in charge of Luxembourg. And Luxembourg's official title is the Grand Duchy of Luxembourg. So there's still there's still there's still somebody a duke there overseeing the city uh, or the country. Yes, when we were there uh, just this past weekend, we actually seen his car, and the number plate on the car is just the crown. I couldn't oh believe my it. God. Yeah, couldn't believe it. And the the president was there. There was something going on, and the president was there, and his number plate was P one. And then you had the, the the grand duke, and his just had a crown. Just it. That was it. There was no numbers, nothing else. So it's pretty cool. Did you get a picture? Got a couple of pictures of that as well, of course. Oh, fantastic! That's brilliant. Yeah, no, it's, it really shocked us. It was good. But then um, you're just walking around there. His residence is in the centre of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, from there, you can walk up all these little nooks and crannies, you know, like I like talking about. There's a lovely cathedral called the Notre Dame Cathedral. Uh-huh. Um, then there's this big bridge called the Adolfi Bridge, Adolf Bridge. Um, it's near the ruins and you overlook the, the roads coming into Luxembourg City. And it's like on a big high viaduct. So you're overlooking like different parts of the area as well. So that's really oh. cool. Yeah, so there's... Sounds very picturesque. It is very picturesque. It's uh, definitely an Instagram picture place. You get lots of pictures, lots of selfies. Um, but the architecture is wonderful. And I, I can only describe it as looking brand new, but you know it's hundreds of years old. It's been very well taken care of then by the sounds of it. But there's a little bit of money knocking around, as we mentioned earlier. It's been very well <laughs> taken care of. Wow. And also when we were there, they do... We were there at Christmas, uh, New Year's, mm-hmm. and they had in one of the Mark Platzes an ice skating ring, and everything was centred around there. We've gone back, and the ice skating ring's not there anymore. Uh, obviously, the Christmas time's over. But then they've got like bands playing, and there's music going on, little festivals. So that they're, they're always trying to they're trying for more tourists, and they want to bring more people into the city. So it's it's a good place to go, and there's a lovely vibe. So does that mean it's not currently overrun by tourists? Have you literally found somewhere before the rest of the world? No, it's not overrun by tourists. It's more locals around there. And there's people coming in and out. But I've mentioned it to people over the last few months. And they're like, Luxembourg, I didn't think of it. I didn't think of it. And I've been living in Ramstein now almost five years this time around. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't think of it till recently. So it, it is somewhere to go. Definitely put it on your list to go. And for an hour and 15 minutes away, it's definitely worth going. Yeah, it sounds like, a, like you said, an undiscovered gem. I think so. Undiscovered, maybe not. But it's, a, it's certainly a little gem that, is not overrun right right now with tourists. Sounds fantastic. So, uh, come on, John, let's get to the good stuff. Where did you eat? Aha, aha. <laughs> the reason we overnighted was um, we wanted to, when we were there on Sylvester. Uh, Ramona's yeah, mum new, is that, that's New Year for New Year speaking Germans. Yeah, Ramona's mum is Romanian and very superstitious, and she started sending texts about Ramona. You need to find shellfish. You need to find shellfish. I mean, where are you going to find shellfish on, Chris, on, on New Year's Eve? And we're walking around and all of a sudden Tom says, I think I've just found some shellfish. And there was this <laughs> seafood restaurant and there was oysters and people were just picking up platters of uh, seafood to take with them, go back to the parties at the houses. So we went. Okay, I need to stop you there. What do you mean you need to find shellfish on New, on New Year's Eve? Is this a custom that I don't know about? Romanians are exceptionally superstitious. And uh, it was something about 
you need a shellfish to bring in wealth for the year, something like that. Anyway, it sent Ramona on a, a mission and I was like, where are we going to find them? And just came across them. But yeah. Wow. And this little restaurant, people picking up like massive platters of fish, um, oysters, mussels and stuff like that. So we went in and ordered half a dozen oysters, not knowing what the cost was going to be. And we were thinking, I said to Ramona, I don't mind if we spend a hundred euros here. Let's just get them and get out of here. Which is, <laughs> And we walked in and we bought 18 oysters and it was like 20 euros. So it wasn't... No way, that's really cheap. Yeah, so <laughs> then me and Tom and Kim, Ramona doesn't like oysters, we're standing on the side of the road eating oysters and having a glass of wine. So instead of eating a kebab, we're eating oysters. <laughs> <laughs> that's very decadent. There you go. So did you go back there to this restaurant when you were there recently? That's exactly why we went back. It was one of the reasons we went back. We wanted to walk around and spend a bit of time there and go to this restaurant. The restaurant is called Brasserie Guilim and it's in the Platz Guilim near the tourist centre. We'll add a link to the show notes. Yeah, cool. Um, you'll find they serve mainly fish in there, but they do other things. The problem is the menu is only in French and you've got to hope your waiter speaks English. They all speak a bit of English, but not as fluent as, as most of the Germans. We had a lovely meal. Ramona had squid-eyed oysters and then we shared a lobster, so it was wonderful. Wow, that's a very decadent meal. Did you have to book it in advance? We booked in advance, but there were there were spaces in the restaurant. I think you could I think you could turn up there as long as it's not a busy night. But if you book in a hotel, you may as well book the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that just touch you just touched on the point about the French. I was going to ask you what language is spoken in Luxembourg. It's a bit weird um, because they have their own language, Luxembourgish, oh. um, which is yeah, which is more German than it is anything else. They will mainly speak French as well, okay. and then. Most places will have a bit of English, so it's not not as clear cut as Germans when the Germans speak in English, but you will get by. Okay, that's good to know. Did you go anywhere else for lunches that you needed to book, or anywhere particular that stands out? No, the the next day uh, I normally don't book breakfast at the hotel. I normally mm-hmm. like going out and finding somewhere, and uh, we weren't disappointed. You just get out when you walk the streets, and there's little French style cafes and bistros with the pastries. Uh, I mean that beautiful looking pastries and croissants and french baguettes so you you're not you're absolutely spoiled for what you can choose to eat there john i'm putting weight on just listening to you talk about this lovely food (laughs) (laughs) i i want to go back myself right now (laughs) (laughs) um were there things to do for kids or is it very much a kind of sightseeing and foodie trip well we just done the sightseeing and foodie trip but i had a look for things for children to do Um, and there's actually quite a bit there's a National Museum of History. There's a science centre. There is an ice skating area as well. And that's all around Luxembourg City. Um, and you've got to bear in mind, there's more to Luxembourg, uh, Luxembourg City than just Luxembourg. There are other towns and other areas and things to do as well. And what about cash and cards? It's a bit more card friendly than mm-hmm. our, where we're living in Germany. I think of it being a banking district, they're used to people using the cards all the time. So you can use the cards. I always have a little bit of cash. Euro is the currency to use there. and uh, But everywhere seemed to take cards that we were in as well. Um, and what about um, border control? Because it's a different country from Germany, but it, it's part of the EU. I mean, did you just drive through? Any any stops or checks? No stops, no checks. You can drive straight over the border. Um, some friends of mine live near Spangdalem, and they, they often go to Luxembourg. One of the things people don't like about Germany is uh, shops are closed on a Sunday. I'm quite used to it now and like it. But Me some too. of the shops are open. Yeah, it, it's good. You get used to it and stock up. 
but some of the shops are open on Sundays, so you can pick up some supplies if you need to. And like I say, it's nice to walk around, see everything and feel the different culture. And it's a totally and utterly different culture. That sounds fantastic, John. Is there anything else we should do while we're in Luxembourg? Yeah, definitely. Especially with the military background, there is an American cemetery just outside Luxembourg City. So you can do two things. You can uh, drive in, uh, go to the cemetery, then go to the city or, or vice versa. Mm. But uh, I haven't been, but friends of mine went recently and said it was a, a very nice place, very well maintained, and uh, they enjoyed paying their respects there. Yeah, I think most of the American cemeteries based around Europe are really beautiful places to visit. We've talked about the one in Cambridge um, in a previous episode, and I'm sure the one at Luxembourg is no exception. They're very respectfully and beautifully maintained. A really nice place for reflection as well as giving thanks, I think. Definitely, definitely. Somewhere when I next go back to Luxembourg, I'm going to stop off there for sure. So, uh, wow, I'm I'm really impressed by Luxembourg City. I have to say, I'm going to put that at the top of my list of places to visit. Definitely. Like I say, it's a, a hidden gem, uh, one, that, one that you've just got to go. Just just go. It's so close. I mean, if you're in Bitburg, Spangdalem, you can be there in 45 minutes. Ramstein, as I said, an hour and 15. It's definitely worth going. It's uh, one place you can do. And just say you've got friends visiting for a weekend. It's like going to Heidelberg. It's, it's closer than going to Heidelberg from Ramstein. So it's worth doing for sure. That sounds great. And I'd love to hear from any of our listeners that have made the trip or are planning to make the trip to Luxembourg soon. Definitely. And let, let us know and uh, where you go to eat, what you do, and we can add it to our notes for the future reference. That's all from us for this episode. We'll see you in the next time, explorers. Okay, goodbye from Ramstein and have fun when you explore Europe. I really hope you enjoyed our visit to Luxembourg. Surrounded by France, Belgium and Germany, it's one of the world's smallest countries, yet it's packed with medieval charm. The capital, Luxembourg City, has a fairy tale quality thanks to its beautiful old town perched on top of sheer cliffs with incredible views across deep gorges where the rivers pass through the Ardennes Forest. Luxembourg is so close to the KMC that you really have to get out there and explore this extraordinary city for yourself. Every week, I'm sharing a sustainable travel tip, something to make us all more mindful travellers and help us to reduce our impact on the planet as we explore more of it. According to the EPA, Over 380 billion plastic bags, sacks and wraps are consumed in the US every year. A person uses a single plastic carrier bag on average for just 12 minutes. Plastic bags are not biodegradable. They can take between 400 and 1000 years to break down in the environment and they remain toxic throughout this time. Plastic bags cause over 100,000 sea turtle and other marine animal deaths every year. Taking a reusable cloth bag to the supermarket or farmer's market when shopping in Europe is really common and very popular here. It's an incredibly easy change to make. Simply ensure you have some reusable bags in your car for unexpected shopping trips. Perhaps you can even start the trend in your local commissary. This small change can make a big difference. I believe the best travellers leave nothing behind but a good impression and take nothing away but great memories. Thank you for listening to Explore Europe. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you to the good guys at Used Car Guys for sponsoring today's episode. You can find them online at usedcarguys.net or on location at Kaiserslautern, Ramstein, Spangdalem and Wiesbaden. We'd love to hear from you, so tell us in the comment section where you'd like us to visit next. 
and let us know where you'll be exploring using the hashtag Explore Europe on Twitter. See you next time, explorers. <laughs> <laughs>